The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. pod back for another episode and believe it or not we do prepare for every one of these podcasts with a very carefully drawn out plan of action and who knows today may be the day that we follow those stage notes but I wouldn't bank on it. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan a humble rally fan and in the company of the esteemed David Evans who's senior writer at Dirtfish.com former team boss George Donaldson and Dirtfish.com's very own special voice of rally Colin Clark. Now It's great to be back with you guys, but before we get on to any kind of rally conversation, there's one hot topic we do have to touch on. George Donaldson, I understand since the last episode, you have been allowed out of lockdown in Scotland. Yeah, we were allowed a little bit out, a short distance. Fortunately, I live a, a, a short distance from some interesting features. So I went out and did some canoeing. Water sports are allowed. Oh, have, they, uh, have, they let, have they let your legs out, George? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, there was no directive against not wearing shorts. Yeah, because that's common class. sense, George. That's common yeah, sense. That would be com- <laughs> well. Also, common sense disappeared on the twenty fourth of it, of uh, March. Unfortunately. So hang on. Let's just just let's pause this for a second, George. You've been in yeah. lockdown for how many months? You're uh, naturally quite yeah. pale skinned. Yes. Some might say blue. Yes. And you decide to launch yourself into Scottish midsummer straight into shorts. Water on, on the water. On water, <laughs> on water, on a canoe, on a canoe. Oh, on, the river, on the River Tay for seven hours. Oh, George, <laughs> George, I can feel the heat. I have massively blistered legs. And you know what's really interesting was I didn't realise this. Uh, but I was in at work yesterday and I had to wear shorts going in, so I was getting laughed at. But when you when you go into work, into our office, well, into our office and, and workshops, the um, you get your temperature taken every time. So they do a skin temperature. So he did a skin temperature on, on, on my head like you always do, and it's like 31 degrees or whatever it is. He did my legs above the burn. And, it's, and it went well, off it was, the charts. No, no, it was tw- <laughs> 29 degrees there, down onto the burn, and it was 34 and a half. Oh. I had no idea that there was such a massive difference. I didn't realise that well, sunburn apart, apart bits are actually hotter. from the big red blisters, George. Well, the big red blisters, it looks like it would be hotter, but I didn't realise it was physically hotter. Could you, so today, right now, George, could you be a stunt double for somebody in Chernobyl 2, for example? <laughs> uh, is that, uh, sorry, is that... Not that, that, that is, that's slightly inappropriate, sorry, because apologies. that was horrendous, but... If, yeah, you focus just on, if, you, if you focus just on one bit of my legs, it is pretty horrendous. Right across where my kneecaps were, where it's all now swollen to death. This is four George. days ago now, guys. Oh, I've, got, I've got massive series of water blisters on my George, legs. George, George, George. And on my George. right knee, it's much the same, a little bit oh. smaller. 
and man. they are very very tender over such a small area literally just either side of my knee are and you going to tweet tweet a picture george have no we can absolutely have to send... no way no way i don't have athletic legs apparently according, this... according to one of my colleagues at work who's a football coach if we carry on much like this george these are going to have to they're going to have to go out with an advisory there would be an advisory adult content only or something like that George I am no. so surprised George because you know you and I have travelled together an awful lot over the years and Colin and you know how religious I am religious. with suntan and preserve utterly yes. religious Colin where's your hat Colin where's your hat how can you possibly yeah. go out in the seat without a hat no no, no, no. All that's, that's all true Colt but I've got to bring us all back to one central problem here and it's the <laughs> yeah. sunshine Yes. I've always said it. Oh, nice try, David. Nice try. No, <laughs> Colin, complete stupid. I was excited to get out on the canoe. I was just excited to get out. The suntan lotion was lying there in the house and we forgot it. Ah, and we okay. didn't even realise we'd forgotten it until lunchtime. And we actually stopped for anyone that knows Scotland at all. Take a look at a photograph of uh, the, the a bridge over the River Tay at a place called McClure, spelled, I think it's M-E-I-K. L-O-U-R, McClure is how it's pronounced. Beautiful place. Uh, famous, famous beach hedge that's there. But anyway, there's a beautiful bridge which I think was built in about 1750. And it's never had very much done to it apart from had concrete around the base. Now normally, uh, the River Tay as a river in UK, in, in the United Kingdom, uh, has more flow in it apparently than all the other rivers in England put together. I find that hard to believe until you sit there on it and look at it and you realise just how much water is going through. As usual, I did a... I did George, a, George, I I'm did tell, a, can I tell you something, George? You spend way too it. much time thinking about things like that and not enough it. time I thinking about the common suntan. sense things like long yeah, trousers, I know. I know. suntan lotion, yeah. all those things. But anyway, so, George, we feel, anyway, we feel for you. We really do. But do. And, George, you yeah, should but, have known better. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so I got burnt to death. King of sunscreen, usually. I, I'm disgusted with you this time <laughs> around. But let's get on to the rally news. Let's get on to the rally news because uh, we've, we've got big news, really, um, from New Zealand across the globe. They've declared themselves COVID-free, but it's come far too late for the rally. We're not going to have Rally New Zealand this year. Uh, and it looks like GB could be about to be called off as well. I notice on the dirtfish.com website, David, it's when, not if, we're going to lose GB. But let's talk about New Zealand first. Well, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure, you know, the. of course they are COVID-free, coronavirus-free now, but, it, you know, part of the ongoing process of, of remaining coronavirus-free is that they keep their borders shut. You know, they are an, an enclosed island somewhere in the South Pacific, uh, and as long as they don't let anybody in... Uh, they will remain coronavirus free, so it's great. You know, it it was it was always going to be very very difficult for the rally to go ahead uh, because it it involves a huge travelling circus um, of diseased Europeans uh, heading down there. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I, to be quite honest, you absolutely cannot blame them um, for for postponing. Um, I'm not this, here. It's this, not for me. It's not for me. Not in, David. Is that you? Wished, Colin. Wished your noise. Wished your noise. Back Colin. to the nineteenth century. Oh, good lord! It just won't stop. Hang on a sec. <laughs> Do you know that just sums up everything I thought about David Evans? He really lives in the nineteenth century, doesn't he? Definitely. Has to stand at the wall and speak to the phone with a little ear cup on his ear. Did you just, just say? Did you, did you just say Darabilis? 
I did. Are you a, you're a, a all creatures great and small. I am. Oh, <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. fabulous. Me too. Me too. Uh, me too. Um, <laughs> I read them all when I was younger. I have to say, when when the children first um, started, when they were at home uh, for can we talk lockdown, about rallies, please? Guys. Just just no, one thing. I want to hear this just story. When, when they, every lunchtime, every lunchtime, we would ha- uh, have our sandwiches as a special treat uh, in the sitting room, and we watched some uh, all creatures great and small because oh. that was my youth. When I, when I sat with my mother, yep. I used to come back from wherever. I didn't like the characters on the TV. I didn't like the characters on the TV. The TV uh, Siegfried. How could, you, well. how could you object to Siegfried? Siegfried was okay. Siegfried, oh. Siegfried was okay. Um, Tristan? Tristan? He was okay. Yes. I, didn't, I, didn't like, I didn't like the James Herrick character. I thought no, he was I, stiff. I thought I, he was a bit stiff. I could I could see really? a bit of Siegfried in in you there, George. Actually, a real Thank you. Not, much, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not much rallying action. Do, do you know, do you know what, David? Do you know What's when that? I was at school? Do you know when What's I was at school? Um, when I was about sixteen, I uh, you had to go to the careers office, obviously, and you had to put down what you were going to be. I was going to be a vet when I was really? sixteen. Yeah, I, I never quite mastered chemistry, unfortunately. Biology, I was quite good at, surprisingly. I, I could chemistry. see you with your hand <laughs> delving deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> say no. yeah. Yeah, no, never yeah. quite managed it, but there we go. But, but I did once, can I tell you? Can I tell this you conversation did... needs to move very quickly no, 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 before no, no. I say something I that's completely once... wrong, on. guys. It's on its way. Here it comes. George, no, but I have to tell you, I have to just finish this story very quickly. I did once deliver a longhorn calf. I did. Genuinely, she was beautiful. Got me into a lot of trouble, but I did do that once. That's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. that, now sounds, that now sounds like you were doing something you really shouldn't have been doing, Colin. And the yes, cow I wasn't should... even pregnant. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't no, have I really think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> Told Enough you, I couldn't time. help myself. Yeah. It was going to come. Rallying, was rallying. Come New, Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. Sheep. Deceased Europeans. Yeah, so, so, yeah, essentially... I, you know, it, it was never going to happen, was it? If we're no. completely brutally honest, and you look at uh, the the moves that they're they're making to towards the America's Cup, you know, the biggest money spinner in in all of New Zealand, um, and they haven't opened the doors to let the teams come in yet for the for the America's Cup, which is a, a it's worth millions and millions, and and if they're willing to sacrifice that event, which quite quite rightly they are. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Quite rightly, for America's Cup, I'm not sure if they can just postpone that for a year. But apparently, and obviously, sport has to take second place right now, and that's how New Zealand has got to the status of of COVID free, and that's how it's going to stay that way. And we have to just suck it up and hopefully go back there next year. But I think that's the encouraging thing, isn't it, David? You know, we all thought this was a one-off opportunity. It was it was almost a stopgap, wasn't it, for Rally Australia? The, the promoter. Various people weren't happy with Coffs Harbour. Yeah. Political difficulties in finding another venue in Australia that was, was suitable to everyone. So, OK, well, New Zealand, they want it for a year. We'll go to New Zealand. We'll come back in 2021 to Australia. But, but the, the good news is it does look as if we will get New Zealand next year, uh, all being well. Colin, so, what, and, what's the format? What format were they using? Which What route were they taking? Were they based down in the harbour in, in Auckland yeah. again? Well, they, they were, because they were, America's Cup was going to be there? Where were they well, going to base it? They were, they, were, they were based, were they not, south of the airport or somewhere around the airport and, and they were going oh. to use uh, to a based, lot of the We used to be based stages. out there. It was an absolutely awful event. It was, <laughs> was a shame. 
Was that the, was, the airport travel lodge? It used okay, to be well, spaced I, I might out. be wrong. God, I'm, 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 George, I'm very sorry. I might, I might be wrong. <laughs> David, where, where do you think it was based? I thought it was, it, it was downtown Auckland. But you've now oh, got okay. me questioning that. Uh, and of course, we never actually saw a route. Um, mm. But it was, it was. My understand, understanding was that it was. They were using some uh, Auckland tourism, New Zealand tourism cash to essentially showcase New Zealand again ahead of the America's Cup. We were running in September. They were in. They were in March. Now my concern was immediately if we ran over into next year into a September date in 2021 what's the point of showcasing the America's Cup when it's been and gone and it's not coming back potentially for another three years so I put that question to the to the organizers and they said no we have an allocated budget which we can carry over to next year see the the good thing about this is if there is you know a silver lining to this particular cloud uh it, it is that it buys everybody time um to to sort everything out in in Australia. That's news to me, Cole. That they've they've got something up and running for next year. I think we'll we'll no, go no, back no. to. No, that was. No, sorry, David. No, I, I maybe wasn't quite clear what I said there. That was the initial plan, wasn't it? Was to get it up and running for next year. Uh, you know, there's absolutely yeah. nothing concrete yet from Australia. No, no and they're I, working very hard, and they it are... looks a lot more positive than it did six months ago. But you know, there's nothing concrete yet from Australia. It it does look more promising, and you know, there's there's talk of this Pathurst event and and all manner of things, and there's talk of us going back to Coffs Harbour again, but crucially, it buys us that extra year for everybody to just settle down, go back to New Zealand in 21, and then look to go back to Australia in 2022. The same can definitely be said for Wales, in that it this would buy us another year um, for the for motorsport uk to potentially look for another region for us to go to we know that the that the investment from the welsh government is on a sliding scale it's it's really not a lot compared to what it was when they first started 20 years ago uh, and they they need money to supplement that welsh investment so we're in well, what would have been year two of a three-year deal this year um so you know, ha- having that extra 12 months, it means that the Motorsport UK commercial types can go away, go and talk to Scotland, to Northern Ireland, to Yorkshire, to the Northwest, the Northeast, everybody, and see if we can find a new way to run our event. Can Sounds I ask like a plan. question? If we're in year two of a three year deal, is that money still spent? Darby 8.5. <laughs> That's a little bit more modern, isn't it, than Darby? It's a bit more modern. Is that me? <laughs> That's me, I'm sorry. So I can't even do anything about it. I'll just have to That's ring fine. out. We'll, just, I'm really we'll move sorry. on. We'll move on. The, the, so so is that money is that money available for it, next year or is it spent? It's very, very complicated, Lisa. I'm sure it's not to the people in the know, but you see there was this there was this pause um uh element of the contract, wasn't there? This clause where they could take a year out from from being in Wales and the Welsh government was happy for there was a huge amount of talk about it going to Belfast uh and to Northern Ireland. The circuit of Ireland was coming back. And the idea was that Wales would run in one year, then it would pause. So say Wales ran in nineteen, in twenty we would go to Belfast, in twenty one we would come back to Wales. And the anticipation was that the twenty one money would be year two money. So the money would be would still be there. I don't know uh how that will how that will work and how it will play out under these very different circumstances. But there is that ability to pause 
Um, and how long you can pause and then come back to Wales for, I don't know. It's possible we could go to another part of Britain for three years and then come back to Wales. Um, but it, I think it's probably quite optimistic to expect that year two money would still be waiting for you three or four years down the line uh, when you've been in Yorkshire or, or somewhere else for, for three years. It's complicated. I'll be really boring here. I'll be really boring. I'll say it again. Nobody's got any money. In case anybody yeah. didn't notice, nobody's going to have any money. That's that's well, the thing. It's not, it's not, George. Sorry. It's not. It's not a hundred percent true because what we've always known in uh, you, when you look at any sort of financial crisis in the past, you know there are organisations, particularly government organisations, who have money to spend to stimulate the economy, and that's sure. where, sure in some ways, do. that's where rallying is. In a slightly better, there's an awful lot about rallying. There's a a lot about rallying which makes it very, very difficult in these times. But what, what in some ways works for us is that we are appealing to, in particular, to tourism authorities, to local governments, because because we do showcase, and they will need to showcase. They will need to get people back. New Zealand will need to get people coming back again when they open their borders. As will Australia, New South Wales, as will Wales and Northern Ireland. So that money. I suspect you will find it if you if you tap yeah. in in the right people. It's not they, easy. They, but I mean, and all these rallies are all these rallies are already obviously tapped into these these uh, these organisations. It's just that, just in case you hadn't noticed, that the government has like you know all the governments have just spent ludicrous amounts of money, and they're going to have to spend ludicrous amounts more kickstarting it. But that, um, well, we've, that's we've under that a huge amount fund. of a huge amount of scrutiny that the whole thing will be under. You know, and that's the and irony. An awful lot of, you know, I, mean, I hate to be the harbinger, but, you know, honestly. That, this is the irony of this situation, isn't it? That it, it is actually the fact that Rally GB has a regional government as a, as a principal backer that's probably nobbled it for, or certainly helped to nobble it for this year. When you look at those quotes that came out of the, the First Minister at the weekend saying, no, you know, we, we will not have tourists coming here. We're not going to open our hotels. We're not going to open... The, um, whatever. When you're not opening hotels, you cannot conceive running um, a, a rally. Although having said that, you know we're so close to Chester, everybody could just jump over nah, the border yeah, exactly. and, 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 and stay in England. That, I think you'll find it'll be a very few select banks and uh, and um, liquidators that own everything at the end of all this. You know, there'll yeah. be no private ownership left. Everyone will be cleaned out. I mean, every every day I'm reading about hotels and tourist things. Just actually, you know, they've been trying to maintain some sort of equilibrium during this period, and now they're just realising, no, they're knackered, and they're going out of business. Another six hotels this weekend away, I think. All the hydro hotels in Scotland, all away now. We're going to have to wait and see how that pans out, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we, we know that GB, as you've put it on the website, and as I've mentioned, David, a question of, when not if it's going to be cancelled finland though has gone finland has gone tragically uh it it, it was essentially i really t- want to go to finland i've never been to finland finland it, looks like the rally's fan rally fans a, rally to Mon- go to there's a monty python song finland 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 for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you, you sing that david that? <laughs> do you know that one no i just about struggled my way through the uh the opening theme tune of, of all creatures great and small <laughs> I, I suspect monty python might be a step too far but yeah finland has gone it, it's a you know a huge tragedy it is uh it's an annual pilgrimage for for everybody involved in the sport it's the fastest rally in the world and arguably you know it is it's a spiritual home of of our sport and to see that one go you know you kind of realize 
this is it's it's a huge huge deal for us um again it was born out of the fact that they were two they're two months away i think from from running and it was all just too close yeah david can i I throw a question in can i throw a question george said he was being the harbinger of doom uh, I, I think I'm. I think I'm under. Isn't it harbinger? Is it harbinger? What is it? What, harbinger? Uh, harbinger? Harbinger? I'd say harbinger, but Would you, yeah, sorry, uh, apologies. So, you so, say potato. Say. <laughs> I say <laughs> tomato. <laughs> I'll say harbinger. <laughs> you know, do we have to start worrying yet, discussing, debating about next year's calendar? Yes. Do we have to start worrying about events running next year? Yes, of course we know. do. Of course we do oh, because yeah, that's a disaster. There, there, well, there are you know there are events that are financially sound. Finland is commercially one of the strongest rallies, I would say. You know, it has a great business model for selling tickets. We've all you know, apart from lease, we've all seen it, and it works. Um, not all events. <laughs> that was harsh. Sorry, yeah, but, Lisa. But, but David, no, not, David. Not, you- Hang on, sorry, 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 David. David, you say that, you know, that they do have a sound business model that relies on ticket sales. You know, 12 months from now, are we going to be in, you know, such a a good position that they can sell however many tickets they want to sell? Or do you think there'll be restrictions in place? I'm sure there still will be in 12 months' time. Without getting into the global economics of this, and my feeling is that we... George is quite right. You know, the world is in billions and gazillions and trillions of pounds worth of debt right now, and we will have to pay that money back. We will. You know, the taxpayer will be footing the bill for that. But the government cannot sting the entire population immediately because it needs to stimulate growth in the economy. So they can't put income tax up. They can't put VAT up. I wouldn't have thought, you know, around the world, we need the next two or three years to get some prosperity back, to get stuff moving again. Therefore... I would have thought in 12 months' time we will still be in that process of rebuilding economies um, and people will still have a level of disposable income. That's not to say we're not going to have global redundancies and global unemployment, which it's a very, very difficult question. Finland... But, David... Sorry, mate. But, but, sorry, David, but but I, I agree with what you're saying there. I think you're absolutely right. My point, and I made it very badly, was do we actually think that in 12 months' time that they will be licensed by the, whatever it is, the Uvascular authorities, the Finnish authorities, to put on an event with 100, 150,000 people descending on Uvascular. That, that's my point. Actually, know, You're talking you from a from a, from a, uh, a coronavirus from a perspective. Control, will the, will the a, virus control, still be? Exactly. exactly. Right, who knows, Cole? Well, you know, yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin, just if you just uh, go by by previous epidemics, we've got, Spanish we've got, flu. We've got three. We've got three. Go back to Spanish flu. I think you had uh, bubonic black death <laughs> before that, and there was another. There was a nasty one in in between those ones back in the in just the pre-industrial times. They've all gone, you know. They've all come and gone, and in, in, and in broad terms. Let's get moved yeah. back to talking about Finland. Not, I think that the world will sort itself out remarkably quickly. Just a question. I want of your the memories finances. of Finland. Right. Ah. So I can't go to Finland this year, but and I, you know, I've, I've been at the other end. In a studio, in a in a box in London, you know, with the radio station, listening to everybody else having a fabulous time, and the stories I've heard tell of Finland and the photographs as well. And I have to remind anyone who is listening to this podcast to go to dirtfish.com and uh, make sure you have a marvelous look at all the McLean photos that we now have access to as well, mm. because it is that series of photographs of Evgeny Novikov um, going. 
a little bit too fast over <laughs> a, a, a jump, which wasn't even a very big jump, I understand. But it's those series of photographs, and I think there's about six of them in the shot, where the car's taking off, and about the third photograph in, the brakes come on. But he's still about 20 feet off the ground. So the brakes aren't really doing much. But but it's the Finland just kind of, that sums up Finland for me. It's so fast and dramatic and, oh, no, I'm going too quick. Well, it was it was a big jump, Lisa, but uh, but it, was, it shouldn't have been, as you could see from Novikov. He didn't quite make, he couldn't didn't quite break uh, into orbit, but he can't have been far away from it. No, my, 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 sorry, David, go ahead. No, just that jump in Leustu, This it was it, it's what Finland's all about, George, isn't it? Because you would it drive down a bit of road and you would yeah. think, yeah, that's flat. And it's only experience and knowledge and now that tells you, yeah, you can take it flat because the road over there is, is beyond the jump is straight and it's flat. But the nature of that jump, the topography, if you like, of that jump will send the car in a very different direction. And yeah. because when he landed, you know, he landed the jump. You know, he landed to jump and carried on. So, therefore, you know, it was a landable jump. But it's just Finland can pull you in and give you this confidence and it will always bite you, won't it? Yeah, I remember taking my Group N car to Finland in 1988 and uh, going across a particular series of three jumps. And, and you know, we'd made pace notes. We'd, this was the shakedown of the car. We'd gone out in the evening and just drove down this bit of road to see what the car felt like very, very quickly and, and sort of approximately, it wasn't a proper shakedown test. But at that time, you could <laughs> uh, you could use the roads legally as long as you obeyed the speed limits. And it was a 100 kph limit on that road, as I recall. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't breaking any rules or anything. But we went went down the road and we, we just had a quick spin down it, not very fast, and the car didn't jump at all. And thinking, okay, you know, the, the, we've seen rally cars, place I'd, sp- I'd, I'd seen many times on... on uh, on uh, on the films, you know, it's that uh, is it the end of Ruimaki, I think it is, where all the jumps are. The roller bits, they just the roll, roll, don't they? The, the roller bits. So mm-hmm. we went across the. So we 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 went across. I think maybe 110 kph, 65 miles an hour, something like that. Nothing happened. The car didn't even feel like it was going to lift. Oh, okay, we'll go a little bit faster. Went up to 70. Nothing at all. 75. Just about smashed the car to pieces. Really? <laughs> so literally, 70 miles an hour. There was nothing. At That's 75 remarkable. miles an hour, the first jump was 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 crazy. I had to keep the power in to get to get lined up for the next one. We probably just exactly the same speed. The net, and we knew that was worse. <laughs> Where am I going to go here? Mm. We landed in. We, we pretty well landed into the next jump. Um, on that landing, it was very very painful, and and then I, I I managed to lose a little bit of speed, but probably that was just the impact of the landing that lost it. Third one was wow. okay, but crikey, I mean that, that was. A big check out on the car. Where did you crash that year on the rally? Because there is video footage of you crashing somewhere on the rally. Was it that there year? There is. It was, I think it was on about In stage 22 Sierra? or 23, Sierra. It was across near Lati, one yeah. of the stages just about as far away from rally base as you can get when I finally retired. We just slipped backwards off the road at quite a high speed. <laughs> uh, but we'd rolled two stages prior to that. Um, nice quick roll, actually. Didn't really lose much time. Um, the car, the car didn't end up back on its wheels. It was on its side. I jumped out, pushed it back onto the, onto the road with one spectator. Got back in and drove to the a few hundred meters to the, to the stop line. It How... didn't even lose a minute. It was, it was quite good. But, Here's but a question again, for you, was... George. Go ahead. How, how do you, then? You've just rolled the car twice. 
and you pushed it yeah. back onto the wheels. You get back in, and you you know the adrenaline's flowing. You drive the car to the end of the stage, but then you've got a couple of minutes to just sit back and think. I've just been upside down twice in a car, and now I'm going to start yeah. another stage and risk doing the same again. How do you put that to the back of your mind? It's not a problem. It's not a problem. You can yeah, feel what the car's doing. You can, uh, we had a broken gearbox mount. I was aware of that. Um, so it, it made the car a little bit... Uh, you had to be a little bit careful accelerating <laughs> out of slow corners. And it was a wee bit... No, no, no. no I'm not talking about the engine, mechanics of the thing, George. Uh -huh. Not the mechanics of the thing. Just the... Essentially, the balls to drop the clutch. Oh, I, I and, don't, it doesn't and go even again. enter into it. That, that year, I, it? I got, uh, I, I had a dreadful start to that rally. We had the wrong, we'd been given a tyre deal with Pirelli and they gave me really, really hard tyres, which I'd sort of protested about quietly, but I was getting them for free, so I didn't say too much. We had no traction on the first day at all. And we were languishing down about sixth or seventh in Group N, about a minute, minute and a half off the lead, maybe even further. And then on yeah. the second day, we got given the good tyres because a number of the Fords had retired and we were getting their tyres. So so I managed to pick up the soft tyres and all of a sudden, we just lit the place up. And you could do anything with that car from, from slipping and sliding around with no traction to all of a sudden having this fabulous traction. And I could really start to play with the car and I probably got a bit exuberant throughout that second day. But probably quite lucky to survive to, to stage 22. <laughs> and when I look back, because I really was hanging it out big time. But I, uh, but we got we got I think we got either one or two fastest equal times. That was with Tommy and his in his uh, in his Group N Lancia on one of them, and I think the other one was with Kiosti Hamelinen, a former event winner back in the eighties. Mm. He was driving the same car as me. Um, wow. I managed to get an equal fastest time with him, and we're trading with him all day. We're very very close all day until the point at which I. What was my pace note? Something like easy left to crest, easy right, and it should have been easy right over crest, or maybe easy right, maybe over crest, maybe even medium right, maybe over crest. Anyway, I came across the crest not quite pointing the right way. And <laughs> by the time the, the weight came back at the car, we were well out of the line. But fortunately, there was a big logging area that had been cleared. I, I've said this, um, but I'm not sure if I've talked... I've mentioned this one before, George, but just to cut back to to what I was talking about when in Cyprus a few a few years ago in Cyprus when Marco rolled in when it was O two or something like that and he rolled towards the end of the stage same stage that McRae rolled on uh, and waiting at the stop line and Marco comes in and the car is in bits uh, and you know just just about managed to open the door and he gives a brief explanation of what's happened totally matter of fact as Marco Martin always is. And then just as he was putting it into first to pull away, he said, oh, yeah, and then it caught fire. And there'd been, and there'd, there'd been a fire in the cockpit. And, there's, you know, so much of his mind and headspace was taken up with, what have I got to do, get to the next stage, this, 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 this. That's this. all you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. and That's it didn't even enter his head. all you think about, to, yeah. And then on the onboard showed it was, you know, it wasn't a small fire. It was actually quite a big thing. And it, yeah. I find that, and I think... Cole, you've seen this. You know, you you oh. see that glazed look in drivers' eyes when they get to the end of a stage, especially in Finland. Well, particularly in <laughs> Finland, but it's it, it is it is remarkable, David, that you know, yeah, there are one or two drivers that get quite excitable with what's going on at stage ends, but the majority of drivers, it is cool, calm, just calculating and just working out what's happened, what's gone on onto the next stage, deal with it. And it doesn't matter whether it was a roll, a spin, a fire. Mm. And we've seen a few fires before. 
in cars that drivers have had to deal with. Uh, you know, Solberg, that time Solberg had to um, reattach his steering wheel and, and still won the stage. I think it was on the was it the Bauxite stage in, in Greece, I think mm. it was, wasn't it? Uh, you know, it, it is quite remarkable, George, but as you say, it is, I suppose, because you are so focused on everything else is, that's going especially on. Especially in Finland, they know that glazed look on the driver's faces. I remember always hearing about the fact people said you had to think three or four corners ahead on the pace notes mm. uh, because that's, you know, if you make a mistake now, you'll pay in three corners time. That might be four or 500 metres away, maybe even mm. further. And it's absolutely true. I had the, the very strange experience of driving um, one stage without um, pace notes. Um, the pace notes had been, um, um, there, was a, there was a mishap with them, shall we say. You uh, left anyway, them in the hotel. Someone I, left them in the hotel. <laughs> Did the dog eat them? Or were they on the top of the car? Something happened. Tell the story. They, no, 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 absolutely not. It was, it was, um, look, we knew, we, 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 we hit the start of that stage. We knew there was no, no, no pace notes. My co-driver had the most terrifying ride for, for 48 kilometres. right by the sound of it. 48 kilometres it was. No, not at all. He's a, he's a fabulous co-driver. Um, and um, uh, he, he, had, he had to look out the window and she terrified the crap out of him. But I had, I had, at that time, I had an incredible capacity for memorising a road. So that particular stage had been over four times. But I do recall being really, really disappointed because I felt like I should have been, you know, a minute slower than I normally would have been. And I was only about, I only lost about 25 seconds. Wow. I think that, that means that I'm not good enough on my notes. That was my one thought. Having, and I remember that car literally on some places on that road thinking, now this is the fast bit. It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. Just keep the car in, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. The repeating right-handers with a, an armco on the inside. And then when the road dips away, you've got to dip the nose to the left before you get to it. So as you see the road starting to dip away, so, so all my senses were straining out, looking for the road dropping away. When I saw the road dropping away, I knew, and I was we're at the top end of fourth gear in that car. I'd be way up at 120 miles an hour. And I remember you had to dip the car to the left before you came across that crest. Because if you went across the crest with it, without it going that way, you were gone. And you were gone big, big, big time. George, it was quite, can quite I tell you? Time, but it was can fabulous. Can I tell you? You yes. mentioned your co-driver was terrified. Uh, you know, anyone that knows me knows I'm a bit of a coward. But, I, I, you know, I can genuinely say... I've really not. If someone said you'll describe a situation where you felt genuine terror, genuine terror, it's quite difficult. Quite difficult. It's ten times think. a day for you, Colin. Isn't well, it? well, no. The, the most genuine. Was this terror, in Australia by any chance? No, no, no. The most genuine terror was in Finland with Hayden Padden, and and it it, it took me by surprise because I knew that it was going to be a little bit dodgy because I'd been spectating on the stage and I'd seen him flying along. I've got photographs of him nearly. This is the test day, Colin, yeah. the test day. No, 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 this is the Monday after the rally. So it's in the All World right. Rally Car. And I wasn't expecting to go in the car that day. Uh, I'd had a crash the year before in Australia. I said I'd never get into a car again. <laughs> got offered the opportunity to get into the car with Hayden and I thought, oh, he's perfectly safe. Uh, and I'll never get this chance again. So got into the car. Um, thought, yeah, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Three, two, one. I can't do this. I can't do it. And I closed my eyes and I screamed in terror, in absolute terror. I was punching him at one point. I opened my eyes for a split second and he was laughing and pointing at me and I told him to get his 
King Hans back on the steering wheel. Um, and we got to the end of the stage, four k's down. He got onto the handbrake to spin it around and bring it back. And I just yelled at him, stop, stop, stop. And he went, all right, Carl, take it a bit easier. No, you won't take it a bit easier. You will drive at 40 kilometres an hour back to the service area. <laughs> and, and we got back to the service Doesn't area. Doesn't that break running cars? But here's the thing. Yeah, probably. But here's the thing. It was the only run of the day that the onboard didn't work on because it would have been mighty entertaining. There are pictures of me in tears sitting in the car at the service area. It, it, you know, it, it was genuinely, completely and utterly terrifying. Completely I think the trouble, utterly terrifying. The trouble is, Colt, I'll take your Hayden Patton and raise you a, a Yako Nakara in a tatty old Mitsubishi Lancer. Oh, no, uh, thank that's you. That's a good one. That's <laughs> a good one. What a fabulous driver. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't even remember the year. I think it was the year of Pirelli Star Driver. So what was that, 09 or 10 oh, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And whoever was looking after Yako, again, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he, he offered to take a couple Ooh. of us... Sorry. A, c- a couple on, of sorry. us out to um, to Yarko's house, uh, which was way north of, of Evascula, on the what would have been the Wednesday evening. So off we go, and there's there's basically there's this manky old Mitsubishi there, which is just about in Group N spec, but with a couple of holes in the floor. Was and that the green? Was that the green one? No, it was a real. There might have been a green panel on it, but I think it was mostly red. <laughs> um, and and there there it was, just sit, sitting waiting. Uh, to go at the at the start, and all they'd done in Yarko's village, they had essentially put a couple of cars out uh, and knocked on a few doors with the locals in the village to say Yarko's doing his thing again tonight, and and away we went. And oh, oh no my way. god, it was unbelievable <laughs> because George, Colin, and I have no concept of where the of what the road is in Finland, and you know we would come to a, a like a K left or something, and you'd expect the car to be way out on the right. But you would never mm. expect Yarko to, or any driver to essentially use the the jump to to totally change the kind of position of the car where it yeah. lands. And and this yeah. is the thing, you know, we'd we'd gone slowly over this first bit, and you think, ah, yeah, you can't go there because there's that. And then the next minute, you're flying over the top of that because he knows yeah. over the top there, it's fine to land. And yeah. that was the thing with notes is in Finland, it's way more about describing a corner or anything like that. It's about describing mm. where you have the car before the jump. So you can, you're going to yeah. land it in that place over there. Mm. Uh, honestly, it was mind blowing, but what a thoroughly lovely bloke. And I did. Yeah. Run, I, I, we are running out of time. I'm just, just I've just got that. to say, just got to say, I, this is definitely a story for another day, but Yako's father, he was brilliant. He, he, I think it was like a paper mill that they that they had as a family business. And um, Yako's father really got into this and he sort of welcomed us all into his house. There's like four or five of us. Lovely, such a lovely bloke. Uh, and then Yako's father decided to take us into Yako's bedroom. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. And, and I said to Yako later, we've seen your bedroom. And he said, you have seen Stack of Playboys. And left quite nervous. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure which one of us was the most nervous at that point. But as I say, story for another time. I, I, no, we, no, are, we, are, we are running yeah, out of time, Colin, and we've got something oh. we do have to just tack on the end because yeah. you've teased us. You've mentioned... Rally Dirtfish. Rally Dirtfish. <laughs> yes. Tell us more. It, Tell us more. Dirtfish Rally, if you want to know more about Rally Dirtfish. It, Tell it, it us is more. It, it, August the 7th and 8th. That is the absolute date that you need to keep at the forefront of your mind. It would have been the date for Rally Finland. It is now the date for Rally Dirtfish. 
Um, and the event is running out of Otapa, 130 kilometers. Um, in which country? In Estonia. In sorry, yep. sorry. Yeah, that's okay. quite a crucial point, isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Estonia. Uh, and yes, you know, big, big plans for, for Dirtfish uh, on the event. And we will obviously uh, roll out some of those plans uh, as soon as possible. But yeah, it's it's a great, it's a big event. We can't really talk too much about it. There are very specific uh, issues that we face or the organizers face with coronavirus, all of which are, tackling, are being tackled and, you know, tackled in such a way. Organizers, you know, we talk about people like Andrew Kelly. You know, these people have an unbelievable ability to think in a way that we would never think of dealing with yeah. stuff um and yeah. it's you know it's a real a genuine privilege to 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 watch these guys at work uh so yeah we'll be talking a lot more about that maybe maybe next time lise yeah so anybody who's missing their rally hit there is something coming up on the horizon might be far and distant but that old rally engine sound might not be too far away well we shouldn't we shouldn't forget we have already heard it briefly on on sunday afternoon yeah. with with rally sweden lockdown won by uh by oliver solberg with his mum calling the notes uh so that was oh, very entertaining but and you know really weird did, did anybody watch that i did nope. i watched it it was, was, no. uh, it was bizarre it, it was, yeah, was weird just, wasn't it to see it was bizarre torsby yeah. sprint stage in the summer how very odd wow in the summer, it was a Scottish summer. It was piddling with rain, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. Yes. But you're right. You're right. And but my goodness me, there was there were uh, you know some very decent drivers, some very decent cars, and all going for it. There was a corner towards the start that was pretty fast, right, wasn't it? And mm. oh, dearie me, yeah. uh, one or two came very close to. But it's it, trouble there. It was good. Good it's, to see. It's odd I'm to see. Back to see that. Odd to see Torsby in the Scottish summer, but it would be fabulous to see Evascula in a. Very much a Finnish winter. That's one thing I would oh, I've been there. I've been there many, many times, and I have to tell you, I have actually been there one winter when there was hardly any snow. Oh, really? Uh, no, I, I want. I want to see. I want to too. see Sweden in full summer, and mm. I want to see Uvascula in full winter. Well, mm. you always had the South Swedish rally in summer, and you've yeah. got the Arctic rally in winter. So you oh, can. Yeah. You've, it's all there for you, That's Colin. Not, yeah, it's not Uvascula and Torres Bay, is it? But I, I get what you're no. saying, George. It's almost yeah, good enough. Yes, yeah, it's, it's more or less there. You'd like you'd like um, to wear a coat into your awful Chinese restaurant in Uvascula, wouldn't you, Carl? There's not awful in fairness. Sorry, David Evans. You are so David Evans. David Evans. You will not be able to go back to Finland. David, actually, the food is very nice. I take it all back. No, David, you're not coming again. It's not George. We just leave him behind next time. He can go away for two hours for a cardboard beef burger and pay forty euros for it. David, you go. That's awful. That's awful. Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm very, upset. Very, those, very fine Chinese. Those and fabulous very people. Privileged to have been introduced to it. Those lovely well, people was... will be listening, so I am very sorry. I look forward so to that glass of water with my chicken chow mein <laughs> next year. Thank you. I think you're going to be refused entry next time around. <laughs> we'll make sure of it, Lisa. We will make sure it of is, it. Oh, but listen, but very quickly, very quickly, that restaurant, it's famous for lots of things. There'll be lots of really good conversations there, but it is the site of the biggest argument or the second biggest argument that George and I have ever had Ooh. it was explosive in front of all these American friends it was very very entertaining <laughs> uh, we'll save that for another day though because I've got a school run boys and girls you have <laughs> you have been listening to Spin the Rally Pod here on Dirtfish.com make sure you subscribe subscribe <laughs> and then it well, have Lisa, a little drink or two take, take more water with it Lise <laughs> 
Make sure you subscribe and the next episode will drop into your podcast provider. And I have to say, lads, it's been an absolute joy listening to your stories once again. But it's made me want to go to Finland even more. But thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. We'll do the next one before gin o'clock next time. (laughs) In lockdown, that's 11 in the morning. (laughs) Bye, Lisa. Bye-bye. Thank you.